0: Father God, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, oh God, I ask you right now, God, that you will move by your power, that you move by your anointing. Sweet Holy Spirit, come into this place. Oh God, I ask you right now, God, that you will have me behind the cross, give me access and ability to minister third heaven, that I may rightly divide the word of truth. I take authority of the atmosphere. I cast out every hindering force now by the power of the Holy Ghost. Angel, come in now. Set everything in order. In Jesus' name, I pray. This is an hour that we're in now that you better pay attention to the spirit. What people are paying attention to is the flesh that profits you nothing, but the spirit world is where it really lies. This is an hour now. God is moving a different direction, and God is speaking to his people. But his people are still in a place of complacency. His people are still in a place that they're stuck, and they're looking for excuses to stay where they are. And that's why the spirit is going to move over you, and he's going to pick up another generation that's out there in the street that you think that you better off, that he's going to bring and put a fresh and a new anointing, a stronger anointing. That in this Gentile generation, because my people are falling away from the gospel. And God is pouring out his spirit. And this hour for those that want to be filled. If you're an empty vessel, half vessel, or you want another anointing, God is pouring it out in the earth. This is the best time to be saved. This is the hour that God is going to move like no other. And I thank God for Jesus Christ. And I thank God for dying on the cross for my sins. That I have a right to the tree of life. If I was going to pick a topic today, it would be, I placed it in your hands. The ability to get wealth. We're going to be in Matthew 4 1 through 11 Isaiah 54 17 I may make references to, to these things but this is what God gave me he says place he says put in a particular position it says identified or, or classified as being of a specific type of or as holding a specific position in a sequence or hierarchy. One of the things that God has done when people don't understand sonship, when they don't understand their inheritance in Christ Jesus, they don't understand the importance of why God sent his only begotten son to die on the cross for our sins. Not only that we may have a way and a right to be with him in heaven, that his blood was shed for the sins of the world, but yet that you may have an abundant life. Why is it that the saints of God are going down and don't understand what is really being placed in their hands? But you want to look at the world. That's your example. But Jesus Christ and the things of the church should be your example or the foundation of the world. Let's do not even look at the church at this state. Let's look at the word of God and what is it saying. Why you're not farther ahead than where you are right now the ability to get wealth. I placed it in your hands as holding a specific position or in a sequence or hierarchy. Ability. I looked up the word ability. It says right here, possession of the means or skills to do something. The word of God gives us instructions. It gives us guidelines. It gives us do what and what, how not to do this and that, but what is happening is in this hour that we're allowing other things in the world, or we're allowing our flesh to dictate what is happening in our level of prosperity. I'm not just talking about financially, I'm talking about spiritually, I'm talking about physically. You don't understand why you are dying spiritually, and now the body is full of all kinds of sickness and diseases in the land, because you don't understand. sonship. You don't understand why Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins. You don't understand what is happening. You're going to the world for a solution, but you're not going to God for the answer. Sonship the process through which a person who does not belong to a given family is formally brought into it and made a full legal family member with the rights. That's what Jesus Christ did. When the, when, the, when the Jewish people rejected Jesus Christ, he put them in a place, I'm going to deal with you, but I'm going to take what was in your hands, and your hands solely, I'm going to give it to another Gentile, another Je- Gentile generation, or Jewish spiritual Jews, which is us. And we're doing the same things that the Jews have done. And we don't understand sonship. You don't understand the gifts of the Holy Ghost power. You don't understand the authority that you have in Jesus Christ. But you come to church every Sunday. But yet you're dying spiritually. You're dying mentally. And you want to know why everything is the way they are. And let somebody else in the church get a little bit more than you. And then you want to go and be jealous. You want to go and do all of these things. But search the scriptures for yourself. In the scriptures you're going to find eternal life. The Bible says first seek the kingdom of God and all of these things are added to you. See, if all lies, my mind is on Trinity or uh, Tasha, that's the only thing that I'm searching on. I'm not searching the scriptures. I'm trying to find out how did they get this and that. And you done left God behind because you are looking and focusing on what somebody else has or if you want to say so what somebody else you think has gotten greater. But the church is not willing to put in the hour and the work in this hour. They're not willing to do what it takes to get to the next level. And you want to know why you not understanding your inheritance which is in Christ Jesus because you're so busy looking for the world for solutions but everything that you need is in the word of God you need to set some time aside and get an understanding of the scriptures don't tell me what you're reading. But are you getting an understanding? Or are you getting a revelation of what God is saying pertaining to you and your house in this hour? Oh, but when I don't have Jesus Christ settled on the inside, when I'm not rooted and grounded in faith, I'm looking for it and everything to justify why I'm not walking into my inheritance. I placed it in your hand. The ability to get wealth, an ability, it says talent or skills. And I looked up the word Tasha. This was very interesting. Proficiency. And it says a high degree of competence or skill, expertise. You need to understand what God is saying. You don't understand that He's giving you the skills, He's giving to you at a high proficiency proficiency to be precise, to be accurate, to be on point with things, but you don't understand that you done left your first love and you done took your gift and talent, the things that God has sharpened you with and has given to you from birth and took it out there into the world and think the world is gonna pay you the way Jesus Christ will be. If that's the case, why would Jesus Christ have to die for your sins? I'm lost, and I'm in this cycle. I come to church, but I don't know how to rightly divide the word of truth. I placed it in your hands, the ability to get wealth. And we don't understand these things. The poor will be with you always, Matthew 26 talks about that. John 12th chapter talks about that. And that's all well good. But it comes a time in your life that you're going to have to understand. And this is one of the things that God gave me. Why is it, it says, but why do you not be in a position to assist or help the poor? You're always in need or needing assistance. You're in this cycle. And you want to know how you can get out. (laughs) Regularly repeated in the same order. And the word of God is left. They wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. And you read the scripture, but you have no understanding. Now you're wandering around. Isn't it something to read it, but not realize it psychologically is happening to you at the same time? I'm stuck in whatever state that's in my consciousness, and I can't get free. i got the ability, but it seems like something has tied my gift up. What is happening to me? Why did I go wrong? Don't look at the pastor. In your hands. But you don't want to see yourself like the prodigal son squandered all that Father had blessed him with. And we're still trying to look for the world for a solution. Because we're not really trying to be healed and set free. We just want to get away and get by at the moment. I was on the phone, Tasha, this mo- I mean, this week, and I was talking to my cousin. My cousin, my first cousin, son was in a terrible accident down there in California. They told him that he would never walk again. But mine over matter. And talked about how he pressed through the pain and God started speaking this is what you do anytime God is trying to stand you up because you can't take the pain so you just go everyday and deal with the symptoms instead of trying to go through the hard processes of your life yes it's painful but coming up out of a ditch is not easy why would Doug the next door have to buy all of that heavy equipment to pull you up out of a wreck without the power of the Holy Ghost? He's the big wrecker that comes to pull you up out of your terrible, painful situation. But now. No. Any sign of terrible pains. You want to take all kind of things. You know, you want to go on Facebook and get your little daily word. You don't want to fast and pray. You don't want to search the scriptures. No, you go in here and you go in there. And like I tell anybody, I'm off for for going to a Christian counselor. But the thing about it is, it's up to you to take the information that they give you. So you are back there with the word. And make a change for yourself. And Jesus Christ is there waiting with his arms. Wide open. You can't even see the blood that has been shed on Calvary because you're looking at your pain. You're in this cycle. And I I can't get free. And I used to be this. I used to be that. But where are you at now? Stop living in the past. Stop living on a dream and a hope. And get yourself together. Take all your pains and your burdens to Jesus Christ. And believe that he can set you free. I placed it in your hands. This is part of your inheritance. We're joint heirs with Jesus Christ. And I want to read you something about your inheritance. Acts 20:32 and, and this is Paul talking. I commit you to God and to be and to the word of his grace which can build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified inheritance in some things that's rightfully yours just for being part of a family. But to enjoy the benefits of that inheritance, you have to claim it. I'm going to be talking about Seven Valleys and the Seven Mountains. In order to inherit seven kingdoms. You have to face the seven valleys. Matthew, the fourth chapter talks about when Satan attacked Jesus. And you don't think that you're going to be attacked. I'm going to run through the seven valleys. These things are happening right now. And I want you to take it on a personal level. It's not in the Bible. But we're going to talk about it. Psalms 23 says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will feel no evil. For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. But you're not being comforted. You're being tormented. In the seven valleys. You're not taking the word of God with you. You're trying to go here and get you some all. You're trying to go there and get you some all. But they're not going to give you a full cup of all the way Jesus Christ is. And these are the seven valleys the valley of Saddam, the valley of sin. Some of us are still struggling with this. And you're going to struggle with something in your life. And you need to understand something. In this valley, that's where Sodom and Gomorrah was. I don't know about you, but some days, it seems like I'm struggling with the sin. I'm struggling with my flesh. I'm struggling with evil thoughts and the things that try to take me out into the things of the world. The Valley of Ishkar. The valley of decisions. Sometimes you've got to be in a place in your life that you understand what stage of this walk that you're in. It seemed like every time I'd have made up my mind, I let the forces of darkness, I let Sodom and Gomorrah pull me back. And I can't get free. And God has made a way for me to exit it out. So I'm in this valley, and and I'm always struggling, and I'm trying to get to this place, and it's called, is located in the Promised Land. I'm trying to get to the Promised Land, but it's something about this thing that just would not let me free. I can see it on the horizon. But making a decision to come out is always a battleground in my mind. The Valley of Kedron, the Valley of Suffering, And and in this valley of, of suffering, it seemed like I am just always suffering. I'm always going through. If it's not in my mind, it's always with somebody else. I'm always in this valley of suffering. It seemed like I'm battling with myself. I'm battling with the world. I'm battling with my children. I'm battling with the pastor. I'm battling with my job. I'm always in a suffering state. But I'm in this place, Kedron. I'm always caught between two decisions. And I seem like I can't get out of Baal worship. But then I can't be on Elijah's side. Because I can't make a decision and stand on it. See, but the thing about it is, when you make up in your mind that you're going to do something, here comes the Satan to attack you. But you don't understand that you got to stand your ground. You need to get into a battle mode, because the enemy is going to come in like a whirlwind. And you need to start fasting and praying, because some things are going to come out of me by praying and fasting. i got to bring this flesh under subjection. I got to come into a place that I know that I can do what God is calling me to do. But see, you are still stuck there. You still hulk between two opinions. And you don't know which way to go and you're sitting here trying to figure out huh, a fast is to break the shackles and chains off of your, yourself, off of your mind. And you need to understand this. I'm always in a decision mode. You know you understand it when you really sit down and look at it. Huh, that war is between you and yourself, the flesh. Let's pull Satan out of it. Let's just look at myself. In order to inherit the kingdom, you're gonna have to go through these valleys, these fiery dots, that you could walk. And you don't need nothing to medicate you to, for your bones to get strong. The fire, just like Elijah said, it was just like fire down in my bones. And then you go into battle mode and you start praying down warfare prayers for yourself. Stop trying to bind what's in the atmosphere that you don't see and discern. Start battling the mind and the things that's in the body that you know that you're seeing and doing. A lot of times we're fighting an unseen battle. But the one that we see, because everybody knows themselves, you don't want to deal with. Because then what's inside of me comes out of me. And I'm just a dead man walking no spirit, no nothing. And then I'm still there in that cycle just going around day to day and day. Satan don't care about if you ever get set free. He don't even care about you coming into church. But don't you come into a higher place in God. The Bible says that iron sharpened iron. Don't get around anything that's got more iron and fire than you. You're going to run from it. But sometimes you got to go around somebody that's got more fire and power and a sword that's sharper than yours. So, So you can come out of all of these valleys and all of these decisions and stuff that you're doing, but a lot of times we don't want to ask for help. We want to think, we want to try to be the hero. You want to try to do everything to yourself. And that's why you're still there. In this valley of suffering. The valley of Elah! That's the battle ground. See, we don't want to Get strong in the Lord that we can fight this spiritual battle that we're in within ourselves. Because the thing that you don't understand in this, the person that's going to be the hardest to conquer is yourself. Have you ever been at war with yourself? I'm talking about in a good war where you're trying to break free from these things. I'm in a battle. And I'm warring against myself. I want to read you something about the valley of Eli, the, the valley of battle. Eli is the valley where David heard Goliath define his God, it is the valley of battle. So, as our lives, as believers, that is full of battles to face, maybe a battle to sin, a battle to temptation, a battle to what? Discouragement. Let's go to Matthew, the fourth chapter, the first temptation. Jesus Christ walked this earth as an example what he was leaving behind that's why we're inherited that's why we're walking into a sonship but see it's different when you're walking into pride you don't know nothing because the Bible said pride comes before a fall but when you're walking in that confidence of your father that means I walk Behind him or inside of him and he surrounds me. So I walk with a confidence, a blessed assurance that God is going before me. But I'm hidden inside of him. Because the Bible says we're hidden inside of Jesus Christ. Matthew 4, verse 1. Then Jesus was led up by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Why would you think that a battleground is going to be at the mall? It's going to be in the wilderness. And a lot of times we don't want to face our wilderness experience. Because we're afraid. And the thing about it is you listen to the devil tell you. All of these things, you stay right here now. No, you done been through enough. No, you don't need no more suffering. No, don't add nothing on to it. No, just stay in the safe zone. But yet, he's still tormenting you day and night. And the, you, you're you not walking in victory. Isn't it strange how you could be around the word, but the word never gets inside of you? That's what people do on Sunday. And when he had he fasted 40 days and 40 nights after he was hungry. Verse 3 Now, when the tempter came to him, he said, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded from the mouth of God. So that means that when the tempter comes, I speak the word to him. One thing about Satan, he wants you to play your hands. So he sees what is really the depths of who you really are in Christ Jesus. But see, instead of you trying to be a showboat, you need to present the word to him. Because you've been trying to defeat him in your own way and on your own territory. You need to understand something. You need to get into the place that God wants you to be at so you can fight this battle. Because you're in a war zone anyway. Anytime you got saved and calling on Jesus I got the Holy Ghost power, here come Satan walking up inside of your house. To always keep you broken in your mental state. That's why there's so many people going to the psychiatrist now. They're broken mentally. You're going to have to believe the word by faith and declare and decree it for yourself at all times. Surround yourself with power. What is that the word? I placed it in your hands, the ability to get wealth. Let's go down verse five. Then the devil took him up into the holy city and said to, it says, and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, oh, I'm going to take you to the church now. to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down. That means you fall from the blessed place and the blessed hope that Jesus Christ has given you. That's where a lot of people are falling at now. It's at the temple. And let's go ahead. He shall give his angels charge concerning you. And it says, in their hands, they shall bear you up. lest you dash your foot against a stone. It is written again, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. The third temptation. It says, the devil took up him up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. Sometimes, the third temptation. If the first one don't get you, he's going to come again. Now, guess what? He's showing him the world. And this is what the church did. This is what you and I face. The temptation of the world. And it's on our phones. It's, It's all around us. Bad news. Bad media always got you worried and scared, don't know what to do. And the sad thing about it is some people so stuck, they live and sleep with their phone. Look at what it has done to us. And he said to him, verse 9, all these things I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. That means come down off of your high place. Verse 10. Away with you Satan. For it is written. You shall worship the Lord your God. And him. Only. You shall serve. What is your temptation? What is your battleground? We're talking about the battle of Elon. Against who is the Goliath? What is it in your life that is causing you to always to be at battle? This year you need to have victory. Engourage your lords with the preparation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. If you don't change through the word of God, because man cannot change themselves. If man could have changed himself, Jesus Christ wouldn't have had to come on the scene. Oh, but you are so strong in your own will. And your own will is causing you not to inherit the seven kingdoms of this world. But I placed it in your hands, the ability to get wealth. But why is the church always in a place? We don't have nothing to give nobody else because we are poor. We're always in need. We're always in need of some assistance. And when you go to Caesar for provisions, he puts restraints on you. Let's talk about the battle at hey, Icarus. This valley of Achor. Let's deal with that. The valley of punishment. See, we don't want to know that sometimes God punishes us for the things that we've done wrong. He said, "Those that I love are chastened. We cannot stand the chastening of the Lord." We don't like to go through that process. It says right here, Acre is the valley where Achan and his family were stoned to death because of his sin before God. It says in the valley of punishment, the valley where God's correction is, it represents how God deals with every Christian who disobeys and tries to walk outside of his will in the valley of punishment. Pray for me. How can I pray? How can the five folk pray? When God is in control of punishing you. He said, I love you enough to chastise you. A parent don't chastise their child. You best believe they got a rebellious thing on their hands. And the Bible says rebellion is just like what? Witchcraft. We got to see this. We're talking about the seven valleys. Before we go to the next two valleys, I want to talk about something. What does valley mean in Hebrew? It says a It says a splitting apart. Mountains need to be split apart to form a valley. I was on the mountain top, and then the valleys, the mountain split, and I fell down. Yea, do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil. I understand why I'm in this place. That I was at the height of my life. Everything seemed like it was in place. And I wasn't dealing with the things that I should have been doing. It was a prophet in the Bible. You know, God had to get him because he did not want to chastise his children. And when the last son died, he lost his two sons, and then the wife had a child, and and it was called Ichabod. That means the spirit of the Lord has departed. I'd rather for the chastening of the Lord than Ichabod to be placed in my house. Because he failed, Eli, to deal with his sons. You ain't got to worry about it. God would chastise you himself. And you will always be in this cycle because you think that somebody else is doing this to you, but you haven't come to the conclusion that God is just chastising you because he's been told you so many times. you got to understand something about God. And when people come to me and want to say a whole bunch of stuff, one of the things about it is, you know, I can tell the level in which God is chastising people. And you don't have to go here, but I always go to Jeremiah 2 and 19. Your own wickedness will what? Correct you. God said, I'm going to cause that thing that you didn't want to correct and everything else and deal with. And you let it group and it's rebellious around you. It's taking you over. It's locked you down. It's one thing to be shackled physically or it's another when it's in my mind i'm paralyzed and then it controls me and i can't get free see but when we're on the mountaintop and i'm i I have no problem with, with victory i love victory but you still got to maintain the enemy always coming to your front door needy see what i'm saying See, we get a different mind in victory than we do in battle. Yeah, I'd arrive, I made it. But guess what? There's another demon that comes with wealth and prosperity. You got to be more of a person that's on guard. Cause he's gonna come more now because guess what you got more so why would you think that you're gonna have the same demons fighting you when you're in a poverty state than when you were in a place of prosperity that's a whole different arena but see we change and we change with God but he said I'm a God that I change is not so we just let everything in the door oh there was a person in the Bible When the foreigners came, he showed them everything in this house. And the prophet came and told them, them same people are going to take everything from you. It's in the Bible. always want to show your wealth and prosperity. Changing your mindset. See, you keep thinking everybody's your friend. But you don't understand. You the one that changed the demons; it was still there. But this is what happened: a splitting of a mountain to form a valley. It says what what valley means in the Bible. It says a value is. It says right here a value is a principle or standard about what is important in one's life. Therefore, Christian values are the principles that are followers of Jesus Christ, hold as important the principles of life that Jesus taught. So we're still talking about values. Isn't it strange when you're going up the mountain of success, you're watching everything. You're praying and you're fasting. Oh, but when you get there, you lose the values. So therefore, just like when you take on your father Satan, when he was kicked out of heaven, they say they were, when he fell down, they said it was like an atomic bomb that I was reading. So in order to split a mountain, because you got to remember when God builds you up, that was the, that was a strong thing. Can't do anything on. And yes, when God has got you, your enemies may come against you one way, they'll flee seven different ways. Read it in the Bible. When God put you on top, He made you sufficient, He made it fortified, He made it strengthened. Could nobody come in and just attack you any kind of way? Oh, but when you allow Satan to come in, because you made it through the first. Maybe the second, maybe the third temptation. There was no word quoting. So when you fail, the power to split a mountain. Mm. But when you understand your inheritance, that's the why the world is always trying to get you out there to do their bidding. If the church would close down and leaving and God took the word out, it would be total blackness. because everything was derived and instituted from God. Satan just took it and prostituted us to bring the wealth to them, and it slipped out of the church. This is what we don't understand. The Valley of Gohena. The valley of Gohenna is the valley of death. Gohenna was a garbage dump in Jerusalem. And they said the fire burned all day long, continuously. Isn't that what's going to happen in Gog and Magog? The valley of Gehenna, The valley of death. Why won't you just let God burn it up out of you? The trash and the debris. Aren't you tired of fighting this? Aren't you tired of logging this stuff around with you? And you always on fire. What is the fire? That attitude that God had to crucify me. Because I was on fire and I'm spewing it out to everybody. I'm on fire. I'm, I'm so unhappy. I'm, I'm so satisfied, unsatisfied. And and you know, this and that. And I'm always complaining. I'm always on fire. I'm always on fire. I'm always I'm always a burning bush. I'm always a fire starter. I'm always causing trouble. I'm always complaining. I'm always jealousy. I'm always rage. The works of the flesh. I'm always, I'm always, I'm just on fire because I got so much garbage in me. Huh? And garbage takes on garbage. And then wake up. And find out the friends that you, that was around you ain't nothing but garbage. And you're sick and tired. Thank God he done woke you up somebody. Oh, the valley of death. The valley of Jezreel. The valley of triumph. That's when Jesus Christ comes in. And sets his foot on the mountain of Allah. And God is going to reign. You need to get to a place that there is going to be a Jezreel in your life. There's going to be a comeback. There's going to be a recovery for my love. And he said, I'm going to give you sevenfold of what you lost. Isn't he good? But you don't understand this. Because you don't you always think that you're gonna be there, but you got to go through these seven valleys in order to triumph. What comes behind a valley experience is wisdom and knowledge, and know not to cross God again or forsaken the God that brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. It was me that did these things. He made a covenant with them out there in the wilderness and they broke it. How many covenants have you lost? In order to inherit the seven kingdoms, you have to face the seven valleys. What are the seven valleys? Um, Excuse me, who? The seven mountains. In order to inherit the seven kingdoms, or the seven mountains, you have to face the seven valleys. Here are the seven kingdoms of this world. Education! What has Satan? You see, somewhere you missed one of the seven steps in the valley. And I let Satan slip me in the first or the second or the third temptation because he was offering me something that was already mine. How can Satan give you something that he didn't create? Satan ain't never shed no blood. Satan never had the oracles. Satan never had any of the principles that Jesus Christ had. What he did, he took it and inverted it. These are the seven kingdoms. business, but you got to go through the seven valleys in order to have what God has promised you here in this earth. Jesus Christ stepped down out of his majesty and glory and came where? Down to the earth. And he prospered here. He said, no man take my life. I got the power to, to lay it down. I got the power to pick it up. Satan only had power in what you give him. Satan, it's the same thing with Jesus Christ. Satan only got power what God allows him to have. God created evil for evil man and evil day. God still controls Satan. You control Satan, how he interacts with you in your life. Do you understand your inheritance? And who you are? Or what somebody that stamped on you? Back in the day, they used to have these, these green stamps. You get free stuff. Ain't nothing free in Satan. You done spent your life licking and filling up the books, green stamps. Because you, you won a prize. You think you're getting something. I have placed it in your hands, the ability to get wealth, the ability to come out, the ability to be strong, the ability to be impending, and the ability to worship me in peace, business. You're talking about the seven kingdoms of this world. Government, military, arts and entertainment. Oh, that's a whole nother thing, because they influence you. What we wear, what we dress, how we feel about ourselves. Media. It started off good being a good evangelist on TV, but look what it been, a money grab. Somewhere, we all lost focus, but you have to get back there. Go through the seven valleys in your life. Search your soul. Know who you are in Christ Jesus at all times. Just like Jesus did not let him in the temptation. You got to know in the temptation at all times. Yea, though he slay me, but yet will I trust in the name of the Lord. Some trust in chariots, some trust in horses. But we are going to trust in the name of the Lord. Quote the word to him. Sometimes you got to lay hands on your head and say, I bind the wondering of my mind. Because everything that's in your mind and your flesh is not real. To see this, you need to understand who you are. Go to Isaiah fifty four seventeen. Isaiah fifty four seventeen. No weapon formed against you. That means it is so. Prosper. Triumph over you. Because I have the power, the source of the inheritance, the blood that was shed that covers me in my battleground. And every tongue which rises against you and judgment. Who was that tongue? That was Satan wagging his tongue at Jesus Christ. Your enemy's talking. Oh, let's deal with it. That's myself talking negative about myself. Because when he gets in your head and you have you taking negative about yourself, everybody else is just like you. Because it's coming out of you. That's why a thief thinks everybody's a thief. You got the power to shed it down. You need to understand this. But we keep looking for somebody else to have power. I got to go here to 2 Corinthians. I got to go here to the 10th ch- chapter. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our wherefore are not carnal, but mighty in God. For the pulling down of strongholds. Do you understand the power of the shed blood of Jesus Christ? Before this thing was ever in the pages, the New Testament was not even there. God was already walking in the New Testament. Manifesting himself. That's the power. He was time traveling. Way before it was invented. How can somebody manifest in the New Testament? And he was walking in old. You thought Michael J. Fox did it, right? Okay. He was doing it all the time. Because he thought about you and I. And we weren't even born. The Bible says when we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Bring in every thought. Oh my God, the demon's attacking my mind. I'm attacking my mind. 2 Corinthians 10 and 5. One thing about it is if you're not casting down this stuff and taking it to God, you're not going to be able to hear truth because you've got error inside of you. And your ability to move in the spiritual realm because God moves in truth. He doesn't move behind deception and lies, corruption. What God does, he exposes it. Because whatever's done in the dark has to come out. You need to see this. And it's hard for people to walk in truth because they're still living in a lie. You've got to overcome yourself. Expose yourself in prayer that God doesn't have openly have to deal with you. There's always going to be an attack when you stand up for God. But guess what? You've been attacked now because, like I said, he's got you bound. And you're walking around this cycle of sin, in this chaos, in this confusion. You're not moving. You go two steps, then you're three steps behind. Aren't you tired? How the enemy is playing with you. And then it's got you playing with your loved ones and half doing that to them. But then you expect something full and committed. But yeah, you didn't put that in them. And now I got to deal with it. Hmm. Why you, we always want more than what we're willing to give and to produce better crops? That's why we have the word. But you got to let it go down to the seven layers of the skin. Get down there in your heart and your soul. Then it can bring forth good fruit. If you're an apple, be an apple. If you're an orange, be an orange. If you're a banana, be a banana. But God cursed something that was pretended to produce something. It was buried. you got to see this. Let's go back to Isaiah fifty four and seven. It says, "You shall condemn." How should you do? Because of the power of the resurrected Savior, then dwelling Christ inside of you. you got to understand something. What makes the New Testament more powerful and stronger is because it's Christ working through us through belief. Where back then, it was, it was working every now and then, and, and, and it, was, it caused work, and, and no man could continue to keep the law. So it was always a working in progress. But you don't understand that he has ceased us from labor into walking in the supernatural of faith. So through Jesus Christ, he made the New Testament greater and more efficiency. Because it's about faith coming within a man and out of a man. That's before me the miracles where it was only designated to a few. Now he's opened it up to everybody else. So everybody has the same playing field. Whosoever will, let him come. Come to the table. But I know that Jesus Christ sat at the new table. I mean, sat at the table with the disciples. It is considered the New Testament. But it's not. The New Testament starts when Jesus, when the testator dies. So I'm not going to go into that. But now we can all sit at the table where it was only designated to a few. the servants of the Lord. You are serving in the most high. When you understand the power. That is within thee. And he said I'm going to give it to you. And you can choose to serve me whether you want. So that's why people have a power to do evil. and, And a power to do good. So. When you choose that power to do bad. And you prosper in the world. That's only for a season. But when you do it in God, it's everlasting. It says, and their righteousness is from me. Oh, my God, you can't get it outside of God. It is from me. It didn't say the world. It didn't say Pharaoh. It didn't say Bank of America. He said, the righteousness is of me. I caused this, I, I allowed this, I willed this. I'm gonna give you a good example. I do like John Wick. And what happened is when the man willed it, people stopped. And he gave John Wick a coin and says, use it, you can't use it now, but use it for later. And then the people continued to move on. But that's the power that we possess and the things that God has given us. Because that's what God does. He wills it. That's why he can make Satan stand back at any time he wants to from attacking you. Because he wills it. And then he put a blessing in your hands. says the Lord. I place it in your hands, the ability to get well. I pray that something be said and done. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.